ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, August 17th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is your original light beer. Scheduled to appear on the program. Uh, He's going to join us here uh, shortly, we don't have an exact time, but he hopefully will be with us here. And this first half hour is Director of Athletics at Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. Uh, a lot of opportunity here today to talk to him about the upcoming season as it stands right now. Conference USA still among the many college football conferences that have decided to go ahead with the season. Marshall University even announcing today that they will be playing Appalachian State on Saturday, September 19th at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. We don't have a game time just yet. I'm sure that's going to be determined by, of course, television. That'll have a a big part of this. And there's also going to be a return trip to Boone, North Carolina, on September 8th, 2029. They're already going to meet in Boone on September 25th, 2021. And they're going to play in Huntington on September 17th, 2022. Of course, that came out a few years ago, so this is an addition to the series. Uh, I'm all for this series. Actually, I'm really for this series. Uh, one, it's a close opponent, Boone, North Carolina. It's relatively close compared to many in Conference USA, so it, it makes sense. Two, there is a built-in interest. Uh, Appalachian State's just been one of the uh, best teams coming out of the Sun Belt. Uh, they have had much success and the Southern Conference, they have won numerous championships at the now FCS level of college athletics and moving up to the Sun Belt. They've been very successful. You just have a history with them as well in the Southern Conference. I'm still most fond of those teams in the Southern Conference. I'm more fond of the Southern Conference probably than the MAC. Of course, uh, the Southern Conference era of martial athletics is probably more where I came into Marshall Athletics more, of course, you know, being around since uh, 1971. You know, there have been a few eras of Marshall Athletics, and I seem to identify personally with the Southern Conference era. So going back to the Southern Conference, in a way, it's a good series. I, I like playing the uh, Mountaineers, Appalachian State. So uh, we'll talk to Mike Hamrick. That's coming up here in a little bit. Uh, looking at the schedule right now, without any changes in the conference slate, and I don't think that's happening other than, again, Old Dominion's not on the schedule, and this is all fluid. This could change. There's not anything locked here. I mean, the conference could come out and say, okay, we've rearranged a couple of dates. I don't anticipate that, but then again, I'm not privy to what those conversations look like. But Marshall set to take on East Carolina. That is September 12th, and then the home game. Unless there is a game sooner on the schedule, the first home game will be September 19th. You have the week in between. October 3rd, you have Rice. That will also be 
at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And then the next two weeks will be on the road with Western Kentucky on October 10th, and then Louisiana Tech will be on October 17th. And then you have the first of the two Florida schools. The first one against FAU will be on October 24th, and then you have October 31st at FIU. Then you have November 7th. That is an open spot that could be filled. We don't know which team Marshall will be playing to replace Old Dominion. But November 14th, you have Middle Tennessee. You have Charlotte on November 21st. And then you have November 28th. That was originally set for Old Dominion. That to be filled. Or you could have a conference opponent in either that November 28th slot, the November 7th slot, the September 25th slot. There could be sort of a readjustment of the conference schedule again. Uh, That's just speculation on my part. Not sure if that's where the conference or Marshall going right now, trying to figure out how to get that eighth conference game. But as it stands right now, I'll just go ahead and count that unknown conference opponent. You have eight conference games. You have two non-conference games. You have a nice 10. Would Marshall take an 11th game? And we heard him last week with Dave Wilson on Metro News Talk Line. He said he would like 11 if he can get a home game because that would give him six home games on the schedule. Right now, as it stands, you have five home games, and you have, well, you have almost a even amount of road games with East Carolina being on the road, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, and, of course, FIU. So that's four road games right there. You get that non-conference game. Um, you're looking at at home. You could get a sixth home game, and then you, know, you get that conference game to fill that spot in. I mean, right there, you could have 11. But as it stands right now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's 10. Uh, Mike Hamrick will join us here uh, hopefully uh, in the next few minutes. Again, uh, we're going to catch him. Uh, he is in transit right now, so uh, he will be with us here sometime this hour. There are a lot of other things going on. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, we're just trying to keep an eye on everything that has been going on. Uh, some of it's really uh, worth talking about. Some of it, not so much. I'm really going to skip this whole petition to get the Big Ten and the the Pac-12 to play again. I don't think any petition, how many signatures doesn't matter. I don't think any petition is going to help restart the conference schedule for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So I'm I'm just going to leave that, uh, acknowledge it, move on. Uh, We're seeing, of course, the SEC moving forward. They have their opening week schedule. They're going to have a television event for this, but they sort of to tease everyone. They announced the first week, the opening week, and here's what the games look like on September 26th. Again, no times just yet. That's coming later. But you have Mississippi State at LSU. Alabama is going to be at Missouri. Georgia is going to be at Arkansas. Tennessee will be at South Carolina. Vanderbilt's going to be at Texas A&M. And then for us here in the tri-state, Kentucky will be at Auburn, and then Florida is going to be at Ole Miss. And, again, I don't have times. Those will still be coming, and that's the same thing with the Marshall schedule right now. We don't have times because, one, we're trying to figure out how this is going to be pulled off, trying to figure out how many people are going to be allowed in the stadium, what road games are going to look like for Marshall fans. Also, television is going to be a factor. I mean, these games could be primetime ESPN. Who knows? I mean, there could be some major television packages being announced here because, well, I'm sure the networks are going to be starved for a little content. Obviously, the Big Ten, they're going to provide a hole for uh, some television availability here, the Pac-12 as well. But remember, the Big Ten, 
Big Ten's got the Big Ten Network. And so that is an important aspect of their schedule as far as television is concerned. So uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mike Hamrick on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've been looking ahead at the Marshall schedule with the announcement today that Marshall will face off against Appalachian State on September 19th. And now joining us in the program to give us a little bit more detail on that series and get us caught up on what's happening with Marshall Athletics is the Director of Athletics, Mike Hamrick. Mike, good talking to you again. Thanks for doing this. Great to be here with you, Paul. This is, of course, the big news of the day. Uh, you were looking to um, add some opponents to the schedule, and this one I think a lot of old-time, long-term fans will really love. Appalachian State coming back to Huntington on September 19th. Uh, was this a, a school, a game that you were targeting specifically, or was this just the schedules made sense and this is how it came together? Paul, I think it was a combination of both. Uh, we looked at schools to play that we had a history with. Uh, we looked at schools that were geographically close. Uh, with COVID, you want to try not to travel as far as you as as you can. Uh, and it looked it was a, a a program that was very good. We wanted to bring someone good to Marshall, being that we had lost Pitt and we had lost lost Boise State and. And the date worked out. So it was a combination of things. And uh, we, we had been communicating with uh, Appalachian State for, oh, about the last week, 10 days. Uh, and you know, my goal was to bring six college football games uh, to Huntington this fall. So, so if we're allowed to play, uh, we're going to try to get six games. We have five right now, and we're, uh, we're on the prowl for one more. You also have a, a date to be determined. You're going to play an eighth conference opponent. Uh, is there any indication what that's going to look like schedule-wise? Will you try to fill in one of your pre-existing holes, or will the conference try to rework the conference schedule to give you eight? How's that going to work? Well, uh, to be honest with you, Paul, we're not exactly sure how that's going to work. I think a week ago, uh, uh, ten days ago, we were under the uh, impression that we were going to play eight conference games. Uh, we're still trying to determine if we just want to play play seven, some of us who lost Old Dominion, or if we want to, tr- want to try to get to eight. So that's something that's still up in the air that's being discussed. And that really, Paul, does not affect us because that was a game we lost. We still have four conference games, uh, four good conference games, and uh, adding – Appalachian State, and hopefully here real shortly, uh, we will make an announcement that we've added a sixth home game. So really, uh, as long as um, you have available dates, you'll play conference, non-conference, you get six home games. Uh, Are you looking for possibly a a road game, or are you going to be more content just to try to add home games? Well, we're going to try to get to six uh, at home, which I think we can. I would not go on the road unless it made sense. Uh, if if we play 10 games, we might play 10 games. If we play 11, we could play 11 or we could play 12. And uh, my my uh, our, our good sports writer here with the Herald-Dispatch, Grant Trailer, uh, 
spoke with me a month and a half about scheduling, and I told him, and, and that I said, hey, Grant, we're going to be scheduling clear up until the middle to the end of the August, end of August possibly. And, uh, and I said that, and I thought maybe we would, but I wasn't sure. And uh, the way it looks right now with, with six of the ten uh, FBS conferences playing, uh, there's still, uh, still some scheduling going on. So uh, we're, we're I, if, if, if you're a Marshall fan and you can't get excited about playing an, a top 25 team that, that's close, that you have a history with, I'm not sure you can get excited about anything. Now, some of the things you can control as far as scheduling, you can, you can make a schedule, you can sign contracts, you can put all that. What are some of the things you're still maybe trying to get a grasp on as far as what you can do, as far as how many fans are going to be allowed Uh, in the stadium, what game day is going to look like? Because I'm sure some of that's in your control and some of it maybe not in your control. Well, uh, I mean, that's a very good question. Uh, Some of it is in our control, but most of it's not in our control. Uh, We're we're now in the process of putting plans together uh, to, to see how many fans we can actually have in the stadium. I'm under the uh, uh, impression or that if if we put fans in the stadium and, and we socially distance them and put them in clusters with their families or their season ticket holders, uh, obviously we can have fans in the stadium. Uh, we obviously won't have as many, so I would tell our fans, uh, if you're not a season ticket holder, uh, right now that's the way to guarantee yourself uh, a, a seat for Marshall football this year if we have to significantly – decrease the capacity in our football stadium. That's something that's uh, very fluid right now. Uh, tailgating is something we're looking at. What, what we will do with that, uh, the suites or something, uh, you know, just in and out of the stadium, Paul, a ticket. We're going to go to mobile ticketing, so there's really no hard tickets and uh, concessions, pre-packed concessions. So we've been addressing all those various issues. Uh, how people get in and out of the stadium. Once you're in the stadium, you have to stay in the stadium. Once you leave, you can't come back in. Things that we're working with our safety people at Marshall with, uh, our our local uh, health authorities, our state authorities, things that will enable people to come and watch a football game and at the same time feel like they're very safe. So all that's in in the makings, Paul, and, and we hope to have some of that cleared up real soon, but I would tell herd fans if if, if you want to at, at this point, if you want to guarantee yourself a chance to to watch Marshall football this year, uh, I w- I would be a season ticket holder. Director of Athletics Mike Hamrick joining me on the program, and safety has been something we've talked about several times since this began, and I think you have proven how you're going about business at Marshall is working. You've been very transparent as far as if any cases of COVID-19 have been discovered. Uh, You've been more fortunate or probably more diligent than maybe some other institutions uh, because we have seen, and I'm not going to name names, but there have been institutions across the landscape that are reporting student-athletes with uh, multiple cases of COVID-19 in the student body. You've been fortunate in that regard. What are you doing right, or is it just is it luck? Is it happenstance? A little bit of both, because it seems that you've got a game plan, 
And I would think your your colleagues in athletics would have the same or similar game plan, but it just seems like it's so scattershot across the country. Well, Paul, it's it's. I appreciate you saying that. By the way, it's 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 a combination of all the things you talked about. It's it's we're fortunate. It's luck. It's we have a plan. We had a plan from day one. We have great medical care here at Marshall with Marshall Health and with Cabell Huntington Hospital. Uh, we got excellent athletic trainers. Uh, we got a great president who has helped us uh, set a vision for what we want to do. So it's just a combination of a lot of things. And and our players, our football players, have bought in that social distancing is important, that wearing a mask is important, that not not going to establishments where there's a large group of people, you know, that's important. Now, the, the, the big challenge comes this next couple weeks because students are on campus and maybe I was different or maybe I was like every college student there is uh, part of college part of going to college is socializing and we're telling kids not to socialize and uh, that's a big part of college and and kids do that and enjoy that but we've tried to educate our kids to be smart about that and so I think it's a combination of a lot of things we have been transparent we've hid nothing we've hid nothing from our from our our players our student athletes our coaches anyone the media and you know we're going to continue to do that but you know paul we're getting to the point now where uh if we can schedule a football game on september 5th we're three weeks away of of, of, of playing football and uh we, we've we've got to stay to the task and uh and do the things that we've done today to be successful things change i saw where the university of oklahoma had their players on campus for three or four weeks and had great success, sent them home, let them take a break. The players came back, and the, the positive, they had an outbreak of positives. The, and, and there's a lot of that. You see a lot of that. And the moral of the story is I've always said, if our players are here with us and they're in our environment and in our so-called mini-bubble or whatever we have, I think they're a lot safer. So I, I feel very good what we've done. and the direction we're moving in and and but but still paul there's so many unknowns right now with this and you just gotta take it as a challenge when it steps up to you and and overcome that challenge now something that's in your control keeping these athletes safe the best of your ability the mini bubble as you mentioned and it seems that works um how are you what's the game plan when you say you bring in appalachian state uh or are you close to formulating what the procedures are going to be? Because you're introducing now someone else into your environment, and I think that's where a lot of these conferences are not willing to take the risk, whereas Conference USA, you and the other leaders believe that you can take this challenge on. Well, I think, I think the, what's important is testing. And I think if every, every conference has a comparable testing program, we can be successful. In other words, the Sun Belt, when Appy, Appy State comes here, uh, they test like we test, and we 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 understand we we understand that up front. When we go to East Carolina, the American Athletic Conference, uh, we do the same amount of testing, and so we don't go into their environment and bring something in there. And Paul, what you're going to see is a lot of testing, 
And testing is critical because if you have an infected individual, you know, and you can immediately remove that individual from the group and individuals that have been around that infected individual can be removed from, from the group. So you're going to see a lot of testing. And, and, and again, I'm not a medical expert or a doctor, but uh, what I have read about this new saliva test that, that has come out, that the potential that that has in the next two or three weeks that the NBA has used in their bubble where it's, it's very not, not invasive at all. Uh, you get the, it's, it's relatively cheap. It's not expensive and you get the results in a very quick manner. If that content continues developed, Paul, I think that can be a game changer for college football. Yeah, that would be amazing to be able to, to turn that around quickly. Cause that's been, the biggest concern is can you test fast enough to make the results be valid? And I guess what I've been wanting to ask you is what is it that you're seeing or is Conference USA seeing and a couple of the other conferences that are going forward at this moment? What are you seeing that makes you confident that you can do this, whereas the Big Ten and the Pac-12 kind of fell in the MAC as well, feeling that, Okay, we don't think we can pull this off. You know, is it just a difference of philosophy? I mean, what's the difference here? Because you're all looking at the same data, right? Paul, I wish I could answer that question. I don't know. Uh, why? Why would the SEC and the Big Twelve and the ACC and Conference USA uh, think they can play in the Sun Belt and the American, where those other conferences think they can't? I don't know. Are there other factors involved with it? You have to determine that and decide that yourself. I don't know. I just know that in Conference USA, our presidents have been very, very on top of everything. Our medical doctors have been on top of everything. Uh, within our conference, we've brought in experts from the outside to help us put our plans together and deal with what we have to deal with. And uh, to, to date, as we're speaking, we're moving forward, as is five other conferences. But what some some schools see and others don't, I don't know. What happened to the to the Big Ten, whereas they put out their schedule and three days later they they announced they weren't playing after they put a schedule out. What did they see? Uh, what, what what information did they get that made them make that decision? I don't know, but those are questions that that somebody needs to get asked. Joining us on the program, the athletic director of Marshall University, Mike Caper. I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, yeah, please continue. No, I was just going to say maybe you could ask the Big Ten that. I would love to ask uh, again, <laughs> um, because everyone's got a different opinion, and, and you're right. I'm not a medical expert. I, I'm just drawing at straws. You know, you said you're not a medical expert. Uh, we're all trying to figure this out, and I think the the one thing that is certain is that we're all interested in the health and well-being of the student athletes and everyone involved. And you know, so you know, I don't think it's uh, far-fetched to say you're moving forward because you're confident in the health and self and health and well-being of these these student athletes, and uh, they seem to want to play. I mean, there's not really uh, too many uh, student athletes that are saying no, this isn't for me. I mean, they seem to be ready, willing to do what you ask of them to play. Our student-athletes, and I can't speak for other student-athletes, even though I've kind of 
from a distance to watch the Big Ten, Ohio State, Justin Fields, and that group with their petition and their parents want to play. But I can speak for our football players. They've done a great job. They've practiced hard. They've done, for the most part, what we've asked them to do. And uh, that's why we're still practicing. That's why we're still scheduled to play. And again, Paul, I want to reiterate, this is so fluid that anything could happen any day. And uh, with this, but uh, we're moving forward. And again, if we can continue to improve in testing and, 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 and healthcare in America just gets better and better every day. And I believe as our scientists and our doctors and our medical people understand this virus more, uh, we're going to continue to make progress with, with it. And I have not unilaterally made any decision on how we move forward without the advice, the approval, uh, and the communication with our medical people. And we'll not, because we will not put the safety of our student-athletes at risk. I think one thing uh, we probably overlook, or at least we haven't addressed it with each other at this moment, are the other fall sports. Because uh, we're not just talking about football. You've got every student-athlete's uh, best interest at heart here, um, trying to make sure it's safe to go out and compete in whatever the sport is. Yeah, our, yeah, our other sports are, are here. Uh, volleyball's here. Women's soccer's here. Men's soccer's on their way. Uh, and they go through the same testing procedures the same quarantine procedures, the same contact tracing procedures that our football players have went through. Now, as to what happens with fall sports other than football, Paul, that's still up in the air because if the NCAA cancels or postpones their fall championships and moves them to the spring, then there's a very good possibility that our fall sports other than football could be moved to the spring. And that's yet to be determined. However, that's being discussed. And uh, I'm sure by this time next week, we'll have a good idea on on where that goes. Joining us on the program, Director of Athletics, Mike Hamrick. I appreciate you being on today. I really do. Uh, thanks for doing this. It uh, helps clear up a lot of things. And uh, I'm excited that we got Appalachian State coming in to Huntington. Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, really enjoy those old Southern Conference rivalries, and I'm glad you've got them on the schedule more than just once. Well, we've got them next year, and uh, I think the following year, over the next 10 years, we've got them four times, two in Huntington and two in Boone. And I've been there. It's a beautiful place. It's a great program. Uh, it's well run. they got a solid football team. And it's just, if, if we get to play, which as we speak right now, 534 on Monday, uh, we're, we're, we're gearing up, getting ready to play, and I hope our fans are excited. Good talking to you, Mike. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Okay, Paul. It's always uh, great to be on your award-winning show. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I knew take, something was coming. I knew something was coming. <laughs> take, take, take care, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That is Mike Hamrick, the director of athletics at Marshall University. Um, he is um, he's moving forward, and he's uh, put together a very strong case as to why Marshall University and Conference USA feel comfortable and confident as of right now of all the plans they are making. We will get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We have more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You can join the program on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Welcome back to the Monday, August 17th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and today uh, we've got a lot of sports. I didn't think we'd get back to that point a few months ago, and let me tell you, it's a lot nicer to be able to come in, do this show, even though we're still a few weeks away and up in the air about what we're doing with college football for many conferences and many schools, uh, it's going to be a day-to-day thing. But right now, at least with the NBA and the NHL in the bubble, we have the consistency of games. So There have been so many hockey games, and I haven't been able to watch them all. But what I've been able to take in, it's been fun. We had one game conclude earlier today, and the Tampa Bay Lightning won over the Columbus Blue Jackets 2-1. to one. So the Lightning take a 3-1 lead in that best-of-seven series. Coming up tonight, it's going to be the Bruins and the Hurricanes. That is set for a later start, 8 o'clock, 10.30 p.m., Blues and Canucks. That will be Game 4. Vancouver leads that series 2-1. to one. Game four as well for the Bruins and Hurricanes. And Boston, believe it or not, leads that series two games to one. Now, coming up here in a, a few minutes, uh, as soon as they're ready to go, it'll be the Avalanche and the Coyotes. Uh, that game is also on NBC Sports Network. Uh, that is game four. The Avalanche lead that series two games to one. Now, we're getting set for the NBA, believe it or not, the NBA playoffs have begun today, and already we have one game that's gone into overtime, and the Nuggets defeat the Jazz 135-125. to Right now in the third, the Raptors are leading the Nets 84-65. to Coming up later tonight, it's going to be the Celtics and the 76ers. That is set for 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. And uh, we've got the Mavericks and the Clippers coming up tonight. That's going to be a 9 o'clock tip, and that is going to be a fun series, I think, as well. So believe it or not, we've got actual, I mean, really, we have actual sports. The Cardinals and the Cubs are playing, and uh, with uh, one out in the bottom of the second, no score there. Uh, Coming up tonight, it's going to be the Blue Jays taking on the Orioles. It'll be the Red Sox facing off against the Yankees. Uh, We've got Nationals, Braves coming up tonight. Mets and Marlins are going to fight. Tigers, White Sox. We've got Royals and Twins. We've got Cubs and Cardinals in Game 2. It's a doubleheader. Also, we've got the Padres and Rangers coming up tonight. It'll be the Rockies and Astros. And it also will be the Athletics and Diamondbacks. Giants and Angels and the Mariners and Dodgers. Those are all the series you can of course, try to find on your sports package or on ESPN, depending on, uh, well, if you can find a game. I mean, a few weeks ago, it was just like, okay, we got baseball and that's it, and then hockey started to ramp up, and now we got NBA. The only game that I see televised for baseball, I'm talking about ESPN, is the Nationals and Braves. That's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Now, uh, all the other games are going to be on uh, regional sports nets. Uh, The Pirates are off today. 
We do not have Pirates baseball. Pirates are back in action. Uh, that is coming up tomorrow. Thankfully, uh, the Pirates have uh, tested clean so far. They had the St. Louis series postponed because of the Cardinals testing with COVID-19. And then they get started with the Reds, and then they've got to cancel or postpone those games because a player tests positive for COVID-19. That's the only danger or the only fear that I can see with the way we're doing some of these sports. Now, college football is going to be a little bit different. With college football, if you have a couple of tests come back and they're positive, does that cancel the game? Is there, and this is going to be so fluid between every college program, what's going to be the line in which you say, okay, we're not going to be able to do this, or, you know, this is a certain line that if we get close to, we still should be okay. You know, we can contact trace, we can isolate, we can quarantine, we can still go on. But Mike Hamrick, if you were with us earlier, and if you're not, we'll have it posted for you on the podcast later on. He's looking for six home games. And I can see the advantage of that strategy for him because he's got four conference games. He has got a non-conference game. He also has the non-conference game on the road against East Carolina. You have to play that one. If you're going to play one, that's one you got to play just because of the uh, symbolism, the, the meaning of that game. Uh, that is a game that Hurt fans and East Carolina fans are going to be uh, really invested in. So I think that's going to happen. Everybody will be doing their best, and there will be a lot of due diligence there to make sure everyone's safe for that game. But do you go fine unless it's a really meaningful road game? Do you go out and take another road game, or do you bring someone in at Jones C. Edwards Stadium? And really, if you bring someone in Jones C. Edwards Stadium – you control the landscape of the game a lot more because it's going to be your protocols. It's going to be your environment. You're going to have control. You're going to control the access. You're going to be able to uh, have more command of the situation. And honestly, uh, the less the herd travels, the better. I mean, Marshall could say, look, unless it's a home game, our final home game is going to be on November 21st with the game against Middle Tennessee on November 14th, and then you don't have to travel for a while. You've got a stretch of, of a couple of games where you're on the road for a couple of trips right now with Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech, but really you don't have major gaps in your road right now because, again, you only have, you look at your schedule, you only have four road games, East Carolina, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, and FIU. FIU is going to be a longer haul than, say, going to Western Kentucky, or a different haul at least. Uh, Louisiana Tech is going to be a, a chore to a degree, but it sure beats going to Rice, which Marshall doesn't have to this year because Rice comes into Huntington. And East Carolina, that's, a, that's an easy trip, to, you know, relatively speaking. And Appalachian State, that's going to be an easy trip for for everyone coming from Boone. So from a scheduling standpoint, you, know, you go where they tell you to as far as the conference is concerned, but Louisiana Tech, FIU, not terrible. Western Kentucky, I mean, you can control that a lot better than you can, you know, say, if you're going out west to, to Rice, which you don't have to. You don't have to go to Rice this year. you got to go to Louisiana Tech, so you you got to have a little control, exert a little control. But again, 
when you're on the road, if everyone has cleared and then you head out to Louisiana Tech and even with Western Kentucky or with this FIU game, you've got your hands on these kids to a degree. You, you, you've put your arms around them because they're not going out and hitting the, light, the nightlife. They're not hitting the nightlife of, of Western Kentucky's campus, the surrounding area. They're not hitting Ruston's nightlight. No, they're, they come in, walk through if, if need be. They'll be in the hotel, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion on how travel is going to look as well. I'm sure those conversations have already taken place and more conversations will continue. So uh, if you were listening, he has a point that, okay, we right now we have control of the situation because these kids are in a sort of a mini bubble. Now, when campus opens up and when you bring students uh, back to campus, that's going to be a, a major milestone test that's going to be a hurdle for for everyone to jump over and see if you can you can weather that and so far to marshall's credit marshall's done a pretty good job as far as how they've handled everything as far as testing making sure these kids are socially distanced making sure that they're practicing uh, smart behavior it's interesting the you know there are arguments for both sides you can't control the virus you don't know what's going to go on but you know, he makes a good point. Hey, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not letting these kids go, come back in a week to maybe bring COVID-19 into our situation. I mean, we've got them. They're practicing. They're with us. Uh, they're safe right now. Mike Hamrick uh, earlier today with us. If uh, you missed that interview, please uh, check it out later on our podcast. Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, August 17th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping this one up. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, day so far. Uh, lots of basketball and hockey action to distract us. Uh, trust me. Uh, I think it's okay if you're logging into your streaming service and you're pulling the video feed up. I mean, it's okay. If you're working from home, you can do this. And still work from home. If you're working in an office situation, you can get away with this. Especially now, here's the great thing for me. One, it's part of the job description because I made that description up. Hey, look, I'm researching. I'm doing research. I got to watch the games. I got I got to watch it on company time. So, you know, that's one. And and two, the fact that for a lot of it still, uh, we've got different schedules uh, spreading us out as far as uh, what we're doing. So it's kind of quiet in the office from now and then, and it's perfect. I can just sit there, and I can just watch all the games, and I'm sure some of you are taking advantage of it. Again, we didn't have this a few weeks ago. We were, we were desperate for something, and now we've had a pretty exciting Stanley Cup playoff so far. Uh, we've had a hit-or-miss baseball season so far. The NBA getting set to really get everything going. Playoffs began today. So we have actually got this 
going, and, and then here in a few weeks we're probably going to have NFL football. They're playing. The NFL is playing. No ifs, ands, or buts. The NFL is playing. And college athletics, it's going to be a hit-or-miss proposition. It's going to be a per-conference situation. You know the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the MAC, for the most part, Mount West not playing. And you have the other conferences that are going to go forward. They feel comfortable and confident that they can play. Now, big questions are going to be, how many fans are going to be allowed? That's probably the biggest question right there. Do you do this with fans? Limited amount of fans? What's the percentage? Going to be 50%, 25%, 30%? I can't imagine anything lower than 25%. I can't imagine anything higher than 50%. But again, those decisions are going to come down here in the next few weeks. Now, will you have staggered entry into Jones C. Edwards Stadium? I can't imagine tailgating being allowed from a, uh, a municipal standpoint. And there's another question here. Here is a, a situation where Marshall can control what happens on Marshall property, but then you have these lots that are surrounding Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Will there be tailgating allowed? Will UC fans say, okay, uh, we're going to go to our usual spot. We're going to tailgate. Is that going to be something you're going to see? Will the municipality, will the city of Huntington, will the county, will someone step in and say, you can't do that or you can do that? Because, again, Marshall can control what happens on Marshall property. That's easy. That's going to be something that you don't even have to worry about. Marshall will control Marshall property. But will there be large gatherings of people surrounding the stadium? Things are going to be different for a while. I mean, the way that we approach game day, the way we approach things, some of these things are temporary changes. Some of these are going to be changes for the long term. And that's going to be an interesting question to ask here in the next few weeks, will there be tailgating allowed from a private standpoint? Because we're talking about private property, right? Hey, you mean to tell me I can't park a lot of cars here? Well, you can do that, but you can't pull your grill out and have a, a good old time. That might be the word that comes down. Now, that's going to be an interesting question, to say the least. We'll ask that question, of course, and uh, maybe we'll get an answer. Maybe we won't. But we will ask. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, the Director of Athletics at Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. Always a pleasure to talk to him. Back tomorrow for the Tuesday edition. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.